You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 22 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, a.k.a. The Brit Chief, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I will be running through some key points in the loss against the Chargers. We'll also be taking a look at the Arrowhead Pride power rankings before we look ahead to week four as the Chiefs head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. But first, the curse of our watch meets strikes again, Tom. It does. It does. I did warn you. I did warn you, you did that warn it was going to strike again. Um, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. The <laughs> the curse of the Arrowheads of Broad Meetups will forever be there. But the curse is not only, <laughs> not only exclusive to Chiefs performances and Chiefs losses, but it's also to my throat because here we are, what, two and a half days since I got back from Newcastle mm. and I'm still hung over. <laughs> come on <laughs> this is not good this is the longest hangover i've ever i've ever had and it just yeah. won't it turns out that 34 year old tom 33 year old tom rather cannot handle his drink like 23 year old tom it, who would have believed it come on <laughs> um yeah what a weekend <laughs> yeah great weekend mate. it really has been it's um it was great meeting up people again because this has been the first meetup since obviously uh the lockdowns that we've had over here mm-hmm. that we've had um you know the, the last one that we met up at it wasn't great the result but the the weekend is always we can always count on the weekend being yeah. the great thing can't we yeah um and same with this one really as well um the result wasn't great um but you know we we all had a good time we all met up with each other again, and uh, it just felt like old times, mate. It just felt really good. Felt it really did. good. But you were quite happy, though, on that weekend about a particular result, though, weren't you? Oh, I was, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you very much, Brad. You <laughs> noticed my hangover's gone all of a sudden. Now I get to talk about this. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to apologise to the people that was with us watching the Chiefs game because the result between Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur before the Chiefs game roughly just an hour before the Chiefs game kind of made it impossible for me to be in a bad mood, regardless of what the Chiefs done on Sunday night. Like I know I sat here last week and said that Arsenal results are kind of immaterial to me. Well, they mostly are, except this particular one. When Arsenal play Tottenham, it is my Super Bowl. It is my football Super Bowl. I will admit that. And Arsenal destroy Tottenham Hotspur. And um, yeah, well, all the other Chiefs fans that we were with were kind of down in the dumps afterwards. I felt like I was in the mood to celebrate still because Arsenal absolutely destroyed Tottenham Hotspur. It was a case of, Tom, read the room, mate. Read the room. Because you, you, after that, right, after on that night, right, I went back to, I went back to the hotel because I was I was done. I was like, nah, that's it. Chiefs have lost. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not going to go and sulk in the room. And you were like, no, 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 stay out, stay out. And you would not let me go back to the hotel room. You were dialed up to 11. <laughs> and I've never seen you after a Chiefs loss like that before. So I, clearly it was the Arsenal result that was like, that, that kind of kept you, you know, kept you high high as a kite let's see it did it did. It kept me going all the way till three o'clock in the morning but let me tell you this i did suffer on the way home that five-hour car journey on the way back all the way back from newcastle to roughly half hour north of london it was tough it was real tough i don't know how i didn't throw up in the car like it's a miracle that i managed not to stain my friend greg's car it really was <laughs> i i have some satisfaction knowing that you had to suffer for five hours 
Yeah, and I'm home. still suffering two and a half days yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, while we were out, we actually had a, a great night in, on the Andy Reid Appreciation Day, which was on the Saturday, wasn't it? And we uh, we all got our Hawaiian shirts on. We all had cocktails, we're having burgers, you name it. We were just um, enjoying and and celebrating the big man, which yeah. had a bit of a downside on the Sunday because obviously Andy Reid was taken to hospital. I don't know what the actual reason was, mm. uh, but he was, he was taken into hospital for a few checkups and everything. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a downer really, wasn't it? Especially because we've, we've had such a celebratory day the day before. Yeah. Um, and to hear the news that Andy Reid wasn't well, it, it put, it put, in fact, it put a lot of the NFL fan bases on a bit of a downer as well. Cause there was a lot of fans you know, really saying, I hope he, I hope he's all right. I hope he's well. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to sit here and say that I knew that news on Sunday night because I didn't. I no. didn't know the Andy Root news. So there's me saying I was out celebrating Arsenal beating Tottenham. Like to be clear, I didn't <laughs> know what happened to Andy Root at this point. I'd forgotten about the chief. <laughs> Uh, I really so, knew because I got back in the hotel room and I texted you, but you hadn't read it. Busy partying, mate, weren't you? So to be clear, I didn't know the Andy Root news until Monday morning when yeah. I was obviously suffering myself. Um, no, but he seems to be on the mend. We've just finished watching the press conferences. He says he's feeling great. Like mm-hmm. I'm surprised he took this long to get back to work. Knowing him, like he he seems to be one of those guys that wants to be first in, last out, 365 days a year. I bet it was killing him not being yeah. in the uh, facility on Monday morning. Um, but all seems well. Andy Reid says he's doing well. Coordinator says he's doing well. And Patrick Mahomes says he's doing well. So, you know, Andy Reid, you, you know, all he's thinking about right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. He's he's not mulling over Sunday. He's not he's not concerned about his own health, is he? he all he's concerned about now this week is planning for uh, the Eagles. And that's just the type of guy that he is. Yeah, you, you can guarantee that Andy Reid was 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 creating some players while he was laid on the hospital bed, weren't you? Just getting yeah. checked over. He's, cre- he's there with a notepad or something, you know, or just even drawing on the bed sheets, you know, yeah. a player that's gonna that's gonna work on. He the- probably looked at like the heart rate monitors and all the different uh, pulses going up and forth. Oh, that's a really good route combination. That's a good things. route. <laughs> that's how his mind works, isn't yeah, it? That's exactly. Really how his mind works. <laughs> Um, the, um, we've had some, actually some recent news as well, which, um, it surprised me, but again, as always, Tom was right with this prediction because while we were out on the, uh, on the Arrowheads Abroad meetup, the watch meet that we had, um, me and Tom had a bit of a discussion about Josh Gordon mm-hmm. and how he would be good for the Chiefs. And I was going, nah, you can't convince me you'd be good on the Chiefs. Lo and behold, here we are. He's signed for the Chiefs. Tom was right yet again. <laughs> Making a habit of that, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you are, man. <laughs> Not to blow my own trumpet too much, but um, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> no, uh, oh, here we go. Um, no, like, I don't get why it surprises you. This move just makes too much sense. Like, have you watched the Marcus Robinson and Marco Hardman and all those, Marcus Kemp, all those guys play? Yeah, they're, they're okay players, but the third pass catcher in this offense is severely lacking. There's so much attention being thrown at Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at the moment that we are so dependent on guys getting themselves open and it's just not happening. Okay. Yeah. Granted Patrick Mahomes didn't have the best game on Sunday either, but even still, we need that third weapon. We always said that the chiefs offense was much better when Sammy Watkins was in it, regardless of what he done in terms of yards and stats, just his presence on the field enabled Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey to go to work because defenders had to take notice of Sammy Watkins. And now with Josh Gordon in the offense, the possibilities are endless. Now I'm not sitting here saying Josh Gordon's going to be the all pro wide receiver that he once was. That's it's not, it's not unreasonable to say that because it's been so long since he played. He's had all manner of problems. We don't know where he's at physically, but what we do know that if we can get 50% of Josh Gordon, that we've seen in the past. It's still probably 40% better than what we've seen out of Demarcus Robinson and McCall Hardman so far in their Chiefs career. So Josh Gordon just contributing at all makes this offense better. And that's why it makes so much sense for him to be joining the Chiefs. Yeah, it's the name alone, I think, is is it demands a bit of respect, I suppose, doesn't it? The, or mm-hmm. or at least, you know, the attentions are going to be turned towards, you know, that side of the field as well yeah. as um, you know, Hill and, and and Kelsey's side of the field. So yeah, I agree with you in that point. Um I suppose the question is is will he actually get on the field? Like he's coming. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. 
So he's coming straight on to yeah. the practice squad. He probably won't play this week. I'd be very surprised if a receiver comes in and plays week one for an Andy Reid offense, especially what's going on with Andy Reid as well and him not being able to be in the building the first couple of days. And I, 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 I'll be very surprised if he plays this week. But week five against Buffalo, why not? Why not bring? Why not give this Buffalo defense a little bit more something to think about than just Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? And like we've got excited before in, in the past about free agent signings like Kelvin Benjamin. Like I was an advocate for that as well. I thought yeah. he could be a difference maker in the, in, in the team. It just it turns out he couldn't. <laughs> that yeah. was really bad. We've seen Darrell Revis. We've seen Le'Veon Bell. All these types of free agents yeah. come in into the team before, and some of them have been good, and but majority of them have been pretty bad yeah I was quite high on uh, Le'Veon Bell when he signed uh, I'll, I'll, I will hold my hand up on that one <laughs> <laughs> I was after Le'Veon Bell for the good best part of like two years <laughs> we know we, we were right to get Le'Veon Bell we just got him about four years too late that was the problem yeah I think that's what it was yeah we I should have actually probably was. had him in 2013 when he was available to draft now, there's a question. Yeah. Like In hindsight, if we took Le'Veon Bell for the 2013 first overall pick, knowing what we know about that particular draft class now, would running back Twitter hate it? Or would analytics Twitter hate yeah. it? Knowing that what he was ma- capable of? What, you mean like instead of taking Fisher? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, if, I mean, take, if we don't take Fisher, we probably sign and keep Brandon Albert. So yeah. Brandon Albert probably stays in the team for a little bit longer. And then you've got Le'Veon Bell. But I suppose we had Jamal Charles at the time. So, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> well, not. yeah, there is that. Yeah, there is that. He's, he's difficult to replace, I suppose. Well, as proven recently, he's diff- very difficult to replace. But um, I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of longevity out of Fisher, I thought. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I think yeah. we're not. Um, this is this isn't a draft uh, do-over show. Eight years later, <laughs> 2013 draft. <laughs> I'm still angry the fact that we didn't take Geno Smith in the first round of the 2013 <laughs> draft. Come on, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. No, I'll tell you what. We will talk about though. We'll talk about some key points from this uh, from this Chargers game, and it, it, it's again we're talking about something else in this team, aren't we? I mean, last week, probably the last couple of weeks, we were talking about the defence not being all that great. Um, you said, you, like, sorry, sorry to interrupt. You said defence like an Englishman there. I'm proud of you. Yes, yes. You didn't say defence. You didn't say defence. <laughs> and I, 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 I've got that habit now of whenever I talk I about well. soccer slash football, when I want to talk about the defence, the back yeah. four, I always say defence. And my mates that aren't into American football absolutely hate me for it but i've just got so used to saying offense which isn't really a word that's used in soccer and defense and especially the way i spell it now because working for arrowhead pride i've had to americanize everything like i that that, like i just keep missing news out of everything and when i'm replacing c's with s's and sometimes s's with z's like or z's yeah (laughs) it's just oh i've been i've been so americanized since working for arrowhead pride that i'm sitting there going defense so i'm proud of you for saying defense there i think it's because I actually, I, I actually played defense uh, in football, yeah. so uh, that's probably why it slips in now and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, well, 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 last last question: Are you a root or a route guy? Um, I'm a root guy. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yes, I can't say a route. I just can't do it. I just can't say a route. Oh, yeah. It just does because if you say a route, people look at you really strangely, don't they? They're yeah. like, look, it's almost like anger. Yeah. All I think is, what is he trying to say? <laughs> a route is like beating someone badly. Yeah. That's a route. You've, you've routed them. Yeah. 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 Not. The route you take to get oh, to get somewhere, know. yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> we could route. be here all day with the with the, uh, the Asian, uh, and Americanisms. Can we? Yeah. we could be here all day with that. Um, but yeah, going back to the defense, um, yeah. So the, the first couple of weeks we had obviously issues, and we 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 stripped out those issues and and looked at them and analyzed them as much as possible. And we thought, right, let's watch them in this game because they're going up against the likes of Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, and we thought, you know. Is it going to be the defense that lets us down this time? Turns out it it's another issue now, which <laughs> um, I don't want to go too kind of like over the top with it because with it being the offense and it, with it being the Chiefs' high-powered offense, 
you kind of got to give them a little bit of slack on this one, yeah, because you know it was a bit of a blip in this game. Mahomes didn't play particularly well, even though he actually, you know, he he got the touchdowns, he got the, you know, the the the, the stats to back it up. He did throw some questionable passes, mm-hmm. and one of them was clearly that no look pass. Now, normally we're so used to no look pla- no no look passes being completed, and everybody just goes crazy on social media about it. Yeah, but this one. I think he knows in this one uh, when it was with, uh, was it Kemp who was throwing it to? Yeah. No look. And I think Mahomes knows he'd love to have that one back and actually watch it this time and actually throw it, like leading the receiver instead yeah. of throwing it just a little bit behind him. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I your thoughts on agree. that. Completely I completely agree. agree. And I've taken some heat in the last 24 hours on Twitter for this because have you? I, oh, I, I, complete, I completely agree. Like, <laughs> It was not a good throw. Should Marcus no. Kemp catch it? Absolutely. Any ball that hits a receiver in both hands should 100% be caught. But had he did, had he caught it, then he's probably getting lit up because Mahomes didn't protect him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not enabling him to have yards after catch. And had he led him, there's a chance Marcus Kemp could get to the end zone. It just wasn't a good throw. I'm not no. sitting here saying, oh, it's a turnover-worthy throw. It wasn't a turnover-worthy throw. It turns out it was, but it shouldn't have been a turnover-worthy throw because <laughs> yeah. Marcus Kemp yeah, should have caught it. So Marcus Kemp is guilty in this, but it's still a bad throw. It's still it's still yeah. a bad throw from Mahomes. And like, was the no-look necessary? Maybe, maybe not. Like, you can argue that he throws a defender or moves the defender by doing the no look. But end of the day, we're so used to his ball placement being top, tip top that yeah. he enables players to run after catching the ball. And maybe that's what Marcus Kemp was expecting. Maybe he's expecting that ball out in front of him, enabling him to head towards the end zone. It didn't happen that way. It was through on his back shoulder while he's running across the route. And that's, that's, that's should be caught, but it's still a tough, it's still a tough adjustment for a receiver to make. And uh, Mahomes, whilst he's not completely to blame or even taking the majority of the brain blame, that's with Marcus Kemp. He's not absolved from blame on this one. And no, um, I, I, th- I think I think he knows that as well. I feel like he probably watched the tape and thought, what could I have done to make it a little easier on Marcus Kemp? And unfortunately, Mahomes is the victim of his own standards. He set the standards so high yeah. for himself and he set such a high bar for himself that when he doesn't reach them, he's going to be angry at himself. And I think it's fair that we can can question Mahomes. He is not perfect. This game demonstrated he's not perfect. But doesn't mean we love him any less. It doesn't no. mean we want him to stop the no looks. We still want him to do all that because when he's amazing, he's incredible. But we just have to accept that sometimes when things aren't going completely great for Patrick Mahomes, that you're going to have some plays that you'd want back. And unfortunately, in this game, we probably had two. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing really to point out is, is he seems to be getting good protection. Yes. I think that's what I, I found from this game. Um, the O-line seemed as though it, it did it did create those pockets for him. And it was almost like he was um, it was almost trusting him a little bit more in this game, mm-hmm. where he was using that pocket and he was stepping up into it a bit more. I, I mean, he did that he, clearly on that, that no-look pass. He stepped up into the pocket and he had room uh, yeah. to make that pass. But um, that, that I think that was one of the big things. One of the plus points from this game was definitely the O-line and mm-hmm. the fact that Mahomes does seem to be settling a little bit better with that, which seems strange when you've got like four turnovers in this offense. But that leads me on to the next thing where, was this not, not just like genuinely bad luck from no. the offensive part? Because no. you, you don't think there's just any bad luck at all in this or no, it's all it's, purpose? It's, it's, it's just bad football. That's all it is. <laughs> it's it is bad. Shit, how you feel, man? It is like Marcus Kemp not catching that ball was bad football. Mahomes putting that ball behind Marcus Kemp, bad football. Mahomes' interception later in the game was just a bad ball. Tyreek mm. Hill catching the ball, not protecting it, bad ball. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire yeah. fumbling again, bad protection of the football. It's just bad football, and it's like it's we're not used to it with Andy Reid teams. We're not used to them turning the ball over like this. We're so used to them being so secure and doing all the fundamental stuff really well whilst being really creative with other things as well. So when they lose their fundamentals, they're 
they're going to they're going to suffer from it because yeah. unfortunately possession is nine tenths of the law in American football. And look look at the charges they went for a fourth and nine because they knew that possession was far more important than field position. So yeah. it's just the way the NFL is. You have to look after the ball. We've all said that this year splash defenders are going to become more and more important. So. Someone like Asante Samuel Jr. making a play like that is more important than maybe slowing Mahomes and Co. down. Like splash plays are are the B.O. and endo for defenses, and the Chiefs need to find a way of not shooting themselves in the foot. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was bad luck or the Chargers done this and that really well to stop the Chiefs from, from winning and the Chargers maybe got lucky. No, I just think the Chiefs executed terribly on Sunday. And the good thing about that is the things they've done are fixable. Like yeah. they get rid of those turnovers. They win this game. They yeah. don't turn the ball over like that in the next few weeks. They'll probably win multiple more games. So they yeah. are fixable. We've seen turnover, heavy turnover games before. When you look at the Rams game, um, I think, well, how many turn five turnovers or something like that? Three turnovers, yeah. was it? Yeah. Mahomes had that in that particular game. And then you come back after the bye week and went on a tear up. So we've seen it before. I, I, I'm not worried about it because the chiefs are still executing well on other drives. There's just mm. too many brain farts for me at the moment. Like just, brain farts, just, yeah. just get rid of them and then we'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> we sound overly positive on this, which is been, it's because, it's do you know why? Do you know why? It's because we've had two or three days to think about it and put it into context yeah. where had we recorded this show on Monday when I was really hungover, um, <laughs> it, this, this would have been awful. And I would have said, I'll oh, get rid of Pat Mahomes. Let's sign Derek Carr. No, I wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> um, I would have been uh, effing and blinding and all of this, but no, it's because we've had two or three days to think about it and actually realize actually the chiefs turned the ball over four times and they were probably a really bad pass interference, non-call away from having yeah. an opportunity to win this game with one play from the one yard line. So that they, they were in this game. The Chargers bought their A game and the Chiefs were still in a position to win it. So that's that's why you have to look at every cloud. And I think it's yeah. being recognised nationally. And we'll talk about power rankings in a bit, that the Chiefs yeah. are still, they're still a really good team. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the Chiefs are still demanding that respect. I mean, clearly in, uh, you know, betting terms and things that, you know, the Chiefs are still up there as one of the Super Bowl favourites, um, regardless of the fact that they're one and two at the minute. But like what you just said there, they, they were still in a position to win this game. And it yeah. could easily have, have been the same in the Ravens game as well. You know, yeah, that we were exactly. still in a position to win that game. We had the ball in our hands. And it, it flies in the face of what you say normally is put it in, in Mahomes' hands and we'll win the game. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing you've been getting wrong. That's the only thing that you've been getting <laughs> wrong at the minute. That we have been putting it in Mahomes' hands and things have been going wrong still. But I'm sure they'll, they'll clear all those things out and iron all the kinks out of it. Um, I think we'll we'll get to the point where the Chiefs will just suddenly click. And and like you said in a, a, the show previously, the Chiefs are a streaky team. Andy Reid teams are streaky. and. Yeah. This could be just the, the 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 downward streak that we're having at the minute mm-hmm. before we get up to the uh, the other side where we're hitting the uh, you know the, the the mega wins. Let's say um, exactly. Uh, who, who doesn't want to see the Chiefs win? Like I don't know what seventeen games in a row. Like, I'm up for that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, let's watch the Chiefs win seventeen games in a row, or maybe maybe they can win like I don't know the first thirteen, lose one, then win the next three. That's my, maybe that's what they can do. They can do, but, yeah, might be. But bad thing, like it does happen in bunches with Andy Reid team, and we've seen it in the past. We saw it in 2019, we saw it in 2017, we saw it in 2016 and 15. Like yeah. the losses tend to come in pairs with Andy Reid teams. Sometimes look at look at 2015. Sometimes you get five losses in a row. <laughs> That's just sometimes the way it happens. But we have seen that when they get it right, they can go on, they can go on a tear up. And it, unlike in those previous years, they were really, really bad in those games that they lost. Yeah. Where this Sunday, although they had bad plays, they weren't terrible. And the same against the Ravens. They were really quite good against the Ravens on offense for the first 45 yeah. minutes of that game. It was only in the last 15 that they weren't great. So uh, offensively, I'm not worried. Defensively, I think it looked better. Um, not great, but better. Um, yeah. Yes, Justin Herbert had himself a game, what, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, eight. But in general, what, Charles got to 30 points? That's not yeah. that's not outworld, is it? 
Like I would probably take the Chiefs to win what eleven games a year, maybe twelve yep. games a year if they kept their point their opponents to thirty points every game. Mm-hmm. I'd probably yep. take that. I would take that. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too worried yet. I'm, in fact, I'm not worried at all. We'll be fine. The the last time the Chiefs lost two in a row was 2019. It was, and look what happened there. Exactly. Exactly, exactly that. Exactly. Um, the the other thing that I just wanted to bring up before we actually hit hit, uh, hit the break is uh, I, I've got this issue with hail marys and DPI calls not being called. Mm-hmm. Now I've been quite vocal about this on on social media, and some people agree with me. Quite a lot of people agree with me on this, but there's others that are saying, "Well, there's different rules for hail marys." Right. And I'm like. Why is there? Surely a DPI is a DPI. I mean, there was two players there. They were getting wrestled to the ground, weren't they? Yeah. Um, And there was nothing given. There was nothing called. And I just, I just, nobody can give me an answer why. I've even, I've even tweeted NFL uh, officiating (laughs) and asked them. I've said, what, what is it? What, what am I missing here? Am I, I, you know, I, I don't know all the rules of the game or anything, but is this is this true about this? You know, if imagine, it's a hail mary, the, the rules are different. Imagine I've got no they answer come back. back to you. Imagine <laughs> if they come back to you. <laughs> who, is, who is who is that official that we all hate for the um, Derek Johnson Titans here? I can't remember his name now. Jeff Jeff Triplett Jeff was Triplett. it? Imagine Jeff if it's Triplett. Jeff Triplett sitting on the yeah, other man. end of that Twitter account now, <laughs> just looking at you, just having a good old giggle at you. Um, <laughs> I don't if get you, it if, myself. I if you like... got that tweet, if you got that tweet, you retire now. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to deal with it. You uh, just want to retire. It's, uh, I was going to make a really bad forward progress straight there, but you know. Um, <laughs> um, the, the whole officiating for DPIs and Hail Marys, it's an odd one. Like, I think they should, players should be able to box out. I do think players should be able to like, like, like you do on a rebound for basketball. I do feel like yeah. you should be able to box out on a hail mary, because um, you've got such a small, you've got such a large group of people in such a small area. The idea of there being no contact is just ridiculous. Like you want, you want the biggest, strongest guy to go up and get it. You don't want it just to like to be. Oh, I've got occupied this space, so this ball is automatically mine. No, I feel like the play should be there to be made by a defender or a attacker. So if you can have a basketball rebound style box out where you can just stick your bum into them and push back and then jump up and then, then they're fine. But what Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill went through on Sunday (laughs) was not boxing out in any way, shape or form. It's like, they didn't trust any of the other Chiefs receivers to t- catch the ball. So they just thought, right, how many guys can we get to attack Travis Kelsey and <laughs> literally Kelly attack him? Yeah. Attack them. <laughs> so I just, for me, it's a, a major miscall. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, let's bring back um, replay if, uh, replay for pass interference yeah. because you know from years ago I was not a fan <laughs> of that in any way, shape, or form. It's the one of the worst things I've ever tried doing. But um, yeah. I'm not saying they're saying oh, I'll bring it back. But come on, refs. That 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 how do you miss that? <laughs> and it's not the reason the Chiefs terrible. lost the game. It's not. The reason the Chiefs lost the game was the Chiefs. But yeah. that that's just like inept. Like they, they must all <laughs> sit around. They must sit around on a Tuesday or a Monday after their day off or whatever, sit around and like evaluate their own performance. And maybe they maybe they've got people who evaluate their performance. And I cannot imagine a world where Jeff Triplett on his social is sitting there allowing the officials <laughs> to feel like they've done a good job on that play because they just they just didn't. And if the Chiefs I, are in a position where they it. need a Hail Mary this Sunday, I am more than confident that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill will probably get a DPI call for them. Yeah, but they should do it because that would, that last one there was shockingly bad. But let's not put it down to that. Let's just leave the Chargers We are better alone. than blaming the refs. We are better, we are better than, than, that. than that. Apart we from Jeff better. Triplett. <laughs> <laughs> now we can blame Jeff Triplett because he's retired now, so we can't. Right, we'll head into a break, and when we come back, we'll be looking at the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings, and we'll be looking ahead to the Week 4 matchup against the Eagles. 
Hi there, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. Uh, usual thing that we do on these Wednesday shows is we're going to be looking at the Arrowhead Pride power rankings, which were released. And this is the, actually this is actually the first time I've looked at them. And I'm scrolling down looking for the Chiefs, mate, and they've dropped out of the top five. They have. They have dropped out the top five and two right and all. There's, there's, there is no way yeah. that we could put the Chiefs as high as five. So where did we put them? Sixth. <laughs> and they're still a good team. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are still a good team. I'm not buying this whole dropping them down into 14th, 15th. If you want to if you want to do power rankings by the standings, go and look at the standings. That's not what we're, what we're here for. Um, yes, yeah. the Chiefs deserve to drop because the teams above them are simply playing better football. Does that mean that they're all amazingly better teams than the Chiefs? Absolutely not. A couple of wins and Chiefs can find themselves straight back in that top three again. Yeah. Um, scrolling further down before I'm just going to look further down before we get to the top five and we can discuss those but uh, you've got 17 Seattle Seahawks the, this week's big fallers yeah well they're bad that's why they are they bad. are bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they're at 17 to be honest <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. trust me like, this is a collective remember and done on aggregate I did not put the Seattle Seahawks as high as 17 but I had them as I low as you 20 weird, you? I had them as low as 22 um, uh, yeah I just think they're a bad football team that's been getting away with basically murder uh, for the last yeah. few years and they haven't been really good for a long time and I think this year they've been found out a little bit so yeah too right they're dropping as well yeah, um, I like this note that you've got on uh, number 31, which is the New York, New York Jets. And it's, what is wrong with rookie quarterbacks this year? <laughs> bad, aren't they? they are so bad. Yeah, if, like, if this is the rookie classes that we've got this the, for, for the future of the NFL, Mahomes is going to eat, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's just. Zach Wilson, I'm, I was really excited about Zach Wilson. And I still kind of am about Zach Wilson, but that Jets team is cursed. Uh, Trevor Lawrence yeah. is looking good in some plays and looking pretty bad in the others. Matt Nagy's trying his hardest to get Justin Fields killed by Miles Garrett. And um, there's another one, Matt Jones. <laughs> Did he get Matt nine Jones. sacks or something? Yeah, nine sacks. Four and a half for Miles Garrett on Sunday night. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, then Matt Jones, who's okay, probably looking the best of a bad bunch, but that's not really saying a lot. Yeah, this rookie class is not doing a lot at the moment. No, it's not doing a lot at all, mate. Right, okay, let's look at the top five because uh, there's a new number one. There is. And I, I, I can completely agree with this because uh, I think we'd, I think I've actually seen some of the uh, um, highlights of the other games and, and saw the Rams and I thought, this team looks legit. These, this team really looks as though they've got it, uh, the head screwed on this year and, and could be pushing for it this year for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if only you put uh, £25 on the Rams to win the Super Bowl as soon as they made the trade for uh, Matt Stafford, eh? Uh, <laughs> so I did. Well, yeah. Um, I got I got 20 to 1. I'm really happy about that one. Um, no, the, um, <laughs> uh, the Rams, they're, they're class. They've got a great coach, great defence. Matt Stafford is a baller and it's great to finally see him in a proper franchise uh, like a yeah. like I, I don't know the best way to describe them but like just a, a competent franchise it's, it's good to see Matt Stafford in that Cooper Cup is balling out and looking like the best receiver in the league at the moment it's just they're just good all over and to be that Tampa Bay team is no easy feat but they made it look kind of easy really on on Sunday yeah and they've uh, obviously clearly knocked uh, Tampa Bay into second place on this one, yeah. um, which it's, it, it sets it up nicely for the uh, the next game when they head to uh, to the Patriots. It's going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be it's really good. Do you want to watch. win that game? Oh, God. Because you hate um, the Bucks, don't you? Uh, I hate any team that Tom Brady's on. So you hate the Bucks? Yeah. So, um, and I think the manner that we lost the Super Bowl in, I think I'm going to, ha- I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to really plug for the Patriots in this game. Really? Mm. I want the Patriots but, to win uh, too. I, I think do. they will win as well. Yeah. I really do think they will win. Because I, 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 I like Tom Brady and I think, oh, he, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's a baller. I really do. But I feel like cause he won in Tampa, Belichick isn't getting enough credit these days. And I've, I would love it if Belichick could just destroy Tom Brady, like with some fancy defense on Sunday and like just shut that offense down. And we've yeah. seen Belichick off, we've seen Belichick defenses slow and stop great offenses down before. So I, I would just love it. I like, I can't see it happening, but I would love it. I would love it 
if, I'd love uh, it. <laughs> if um, Bill Belichick's team could uh, beat Tom Brady's on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, in at three, you've got Buffalo Bills, which is a big move, actually, from sixth place, which was good. Um, and then you've got Green Bay Packers, and the Cleveland Browns are still sniffing around there as well, which is uh, is interesting. They 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 do still look like a good team in this. Mm-hmm, they do. Um, in regards to the Bills, is anyone arguing that they're the best team in the AFC right now? Probably not. not. Not really. I mean, they did have a bit of a shaky start in the first game, didn't they? But yeah. they've seemed to have sorted out whatever that is. And it, mm-hmm. and, and, and and looking at that, it's clearly something that can happen with the Chiefs. You know, they, they're looking shaky at the minute, but can clearly turns something around that quickly. It's that quickly how it can happen. So, um, you know, look at the bills for, uh, for inspiration, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying doing these power rankings now? Yeah, I love the small talk. Are you trying to chat me up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to wind me and dine me? <laughs> Is this what you're doing? <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been working on you all weekend. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, I told you, you're not my type. <laughs> Need more hair. <laughs> all right, then. Should we? Uh, should we look at the look? For, look forward. Let's put it all behind us again and look forward. Week four against the Eagles and Andy Reid's old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Can the Chiefs finally overturn something here and and and, and go on a fifty burger run? Because I'm I'm convinced that the Chiefs are going to go lights out, balling out in this game. But you said to me. You weren't that convinced that Andy Reid would do that against his old team. No, I, I think the Chiefs will go out and score a lot of points, but this idea of the Chiefs having to go out and beat the Eagles and score 50 points is just ridiculous. Like if they have to score 50 points to win the game, like in a Ram style match, then hundred percent Andy Reid will keep the foot on the gas and oh, I just said gas accelerator. And, uh, <laughs> Don't talk about petrol around here, Tom. <laughs> yeah, not today. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. We'll just keep, keep the hammer down and their score points. But if the Chiefs are winning this game comfortably, there's no way, no way that Andy Reid runs up the score against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He just has too much respect for that city. And I just can't see it. if the Chiefs are winning like 35 to 17 with the, in the fourth quarter, there's just, I just can't see him say, right, go on, Pat, keep going. <laughs> just uh, really, you can't him. See like, I just can't see it happening. Finish at all. Them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little man in the no, corner I... pops up and goes, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can absolutely see it. I really can. I think, I think Andy Reid's probably just, he's been, probably had a bit of time to chill out while he's been laid out on his hospital bed, drawing up players. And he's just thought, you know what? Let's just go for it. And 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 clearly, Patrick Mahomes has said that in the uh, the press conference as well. That you know, this is the time now where they just think, right, the back's against the wall. We've just got to go for this now. And I just think, what a perfect way to make a statement against your old team. Slap a fifty burger on it. Perfect, perfect way to make a statement. Statement than beating an NFC East team. Wow, what a yes. statement to be made! But saying yes. that, saying that, we're sitting here saying, and we're congratulating the Bills for how well they've been playing recently, and they just went into Washington and absolutely destroyed that NFC East team. So yeah, why mm. not? But I, I, I still reckon that Andy Reid will probably play cards close to his chest if the Chiefs manage to get a big lead. As if it's required, they will absolutely score points on the Chiefs. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Chiefs are right. Let's let's go out there. Let's show the world what this offence is capable of. Don't you sleep on the Kansas City Chiefs because on our day, we are the best offence in the league. So maybe, yeah, just maybe... McCall Hardman goes off for 200 yards. Demarcus Robinson goes, Josh Gordon, you're not having my spot in this offense. <laughs> and he goes off for 100 yards. Maybe, maybe Tyreek Hill can just sit down and chill out whilst watching Byron Bringle go for 50 and <laughs> Jerry Bounting go for 75 yards. Maybe, just maybe, maybe Clyde edwards doesn't fumble the football. Maybe Clyde yeah. edwards runs for 150 yards. Maybe Trey Smith pancakes every single Philadelphia Eagle that he can. Maybe. Oh, I'd love to see that. The yeah. Chiefs go out and put on an offensive show. Maybe Patrick Mahomes completes a no-look pass. Maybe Patrick Mahomes <laughs> catches <laughs> pass. Who knows? Catches his own, catches his own pass? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'd, I'd like to see that for sure. Um, is, is there anything that, um, that you think the Eagles can bring and slow down this offense? Or do you think that this Eagles team is just or the defensive side, should we say, is is not really something to really worry about in this game. 
I can't name a single Philadelphia Eagle defender that's going to play on Sunday. Analysis, mate. That's brilliant. I love it. That <laughs> <laughs> Graham, didn't they? But he's injured. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad, isn't it? Like it is bad. It is bad, mate. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, that... when, I, when I was asking that question, I was thinking, <laughs> God, I, I, I don't even know this. I'm asking Tom this. I'm throwing him under the bus here. <laughs> it's, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? That we're sitting here going, oh. You should all listen to this podcast, but when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, we know absolutely nothing. Like I've got, yeah. I've got to do five questions of Bleeding Green Nation on Sunday uh, on Thursday, <laughs> so I need to do some research before I get into that one. Um, do I think the Eagles can stop the Chiefs? Um, no, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> really not. The only team stopping the Chiefs at the moment are the Chiefs, and um, yeah. I might know, I might not know any of their players, but no one's sitting here saying the Eagles are this worldy defence that can stop any offence and the Chargers couldn't do it the Ravens couldn't do it so no I don't think the Eagles can do it now we're going to talk about the other side of the ball do I think the Eagles can score points on the Chiefs absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) they can yes they can like Jalen Hurts isn't he's not playing great but he's not playing terribly either but he's a mobile quarterback a quarterback Mobile quarterbacks should be able to beat this offense, uh, beat this Chiefs defense because over four, four downs, this Chiefs defense is is just not great. It, yeah. it, like the average yards per play for opposing offenses is far too high. They want a first down. They are getting them at will, it seems like. So if I'm the Eagles, I'm going to go with the tactic that the Ravens have gone with, the Browns have gone with, the Chargers have gone with. Just go for it. Go for every single uh, play they can, every fourth down. Keep your punters, keep your kickers off the field and just try and play fight fire with fire. And if you manage to create a couple of turnovers on the Chiefs, uh, on the Chiefs then, at that, and, and, and even better. I've just been looking at their QB room and they've got Jalen Hurts, obviously, Joe mm. Flacco Ooh. and Gardner Minshew, the Tash. Gardner Minshew, the Steelers should have gone for Gardner Minshew, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should have, shouldn't they? They really should have. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm so funny. It's so funny that they haven't as well. <laughs> Let's talk about the other Pennsylvania team whilst we're here, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> the Steelers are bad. They are so, so bad. Ben Roethlisberger needs to retire today. Like, I thought he did on that play. <laughs> See that play where, he, where, yeah. he, where he, it, there was nobody around him and he threw this ball. I thought, what, did he lose his walking stick or something? <laughs> it just fell over there. Oh, just like as soon as like you saw like the enactors for the Steelers on Sunday, you were like, "Well, okay, the Bengals are going to win this game." <laughs> like, this is, like, no chance. Like he's just such a bad team. But yeah, Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania. Yeah, that that could be fun. Like, uh, do you reckon Jalen Hurts is the guy in Philly? Do you think they oh, feel like he's the guy? I don't think they're com- convinced totally yet. Um, it's it's almost like a tour situation for me. Yeah. They're that. not completely like the Dolphins were never really kind of convinced on two. I know they actually, I know they they drafted him and they threw him in there, um, but they're still not convinced on him. And I think if they could trade him away, they would do. And I think Jalen Hurts is almost in that kind of category at the minute. He's in the tour category for me. Yeah, that's fair analysis. Yeah, it's good analysis that Brad. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I agree <laughs> with you. I feel like yeah. they could if they're in a position like this time next year and. Uh, I don't know, let's say they go really bad for the rest of the year and they end up with a number one pick and Spencer Rattler's sitting there. I I've, I can absolutely see a situation where like the Cardinals went with and they, they scrap their first round pick and go for yeah. another one. I, I, I can definitely see that situation. I, I like Hurts. I think he's exciting. Mm. But do I see him as the, the, French, uh, the franchise quarterback of the future for the Eagles? Probably not. Do I see him as a starting quarterback in five, six years' time? Probably not. There's so many quarterbacks coming out of college at the moment, like every yeah. year. Like, look at the amount of first round quarterbacks that are coming out of college every year. Like, there can't possibly be room for all of them. Not all of these guys are going to be franchise quarterbacks. And I, I feel like, like too, I, I feel like Jalen Hurts is probably in that category as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anybody else on the offensive side that you think? Yeah, they could, they could cause us a bit of a problem, especially with this defensive, uh, de- defensive scheme that we've got at the minute. I'd like to say Miles Sanders, but they're not running the football. I think they had no, they're not. They had three running attempts against the the Cowboys. Like, like there's us saying like fight fire with fire and air the ball out against the Chiefs. If the if the Eagles go what they did on on Sunday or Monday against the Cowboys, and yeah, yeah. you can do so. I can't say Miles Sanders. Like, 
it's a shame because I like watching that offensive line work for the Eagles. Um, I I still enjoy watching Jason Kelsey for what he's able to do at his age and in being Travis's brother. Yeah, for sure. I like watching Travis, uh, Jason Kelsey play, but outside of that, no, there's there's like, who can I point out? I I think you're right. I think looking at the Eagles, they they, they almost don't seem to have uh, anything there that really can be the Chiefs' kryptonite, which has been in the last few games. You know, the running games has been very difficult for the Chiefs. That's been their kryptonite. But this Eagles team doesn't seem to have that. They're almost kind of not even matched up to the Chiefs. That's what it feels like. Um, So I think think you're right. I think there's, there's nothing really that's, Blow me away, I think, in this game from the Eagles side of things. I mean, the, this is the by only the way, player... this podcast is definitely being snippeted and put together on an Eagles fan page if we lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose this There's game, nothing they all can these do. Defensive superstars of the Eagles come out and like, yeah, do you know who we are? And um, it's gonna be all over no. the fan for them. <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> no, we don't know who you are. Um yeah, I mean, I've I've actually been waiting, believe it or not, to for uh the um signing their 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 first round pick Devonta Smith to actually do something. Yeah, he, had um, good, he had a good first week, didn't he? He, he decent, yeah, but then nothing since. And um, you know, I'm trying to find something positive for the Eagles side. <laughs> <laughs> to say, You've got a chance, guys. You really have. Um, but I think I think we've seen this before where the Chiefs have been backs against the wall and they've come out firing the next the following week and then and you know it's all cylinders are firing again. Um, we're back into, you know, the Chiefs territory of steaming towards another playoff. Mm. Um, and I think, I just feel like this game is that that game for the Chiefs to really kind of kickstart this and, you know, make sure that the uh, offensive line gels a little bit more and the defensive unit seems to, you know, find some way of, of getting a bit more confidence back. They see, we seem to have a bit of confidence from them in the Chargers game, which was good. Um I mean, yeah, there wasn't many turn. I don't think there was any turnovers in that game, was there? But not for the Chiefs anyway. But for the charge for the Chargers game, that was a bit more of a confidence boost. I think this Eagles game is clearly going to be a big confidence boost for the Chiefs on both sides of the ball. And I think that's the, going to be the the measure. I think on this game, um, should we go straight into um, who to watch? Yeah, well, I'm going to go with mine. I didn't realise that this guy played for the Eagles until I just that way. <laughs> like, cool. like, there's me being, I was just being plain stupid about Eagles defensive starters there a minute ago. Like, I, I somehow missed Darius Slate. But, um, no, I did you know that Stephen Nelson plays for the Eagles now? No chance. He does, yeah. So that's Seriously? straight away, that straight away is my one to watch. Um, there's a guy that, um, has been vocal in the past about his disdain for Kansas City and yeah. um, how he probably didn't enjoy his time there. Um, so yeah, I, I am oh I am watching Stephen Nelson uh, <laughs> like a hawk. Yeah, yeah, and the fact he's a DB that wears a single number. Um, in, so I I don't like that at all. Um, yeah, go on D Rob, go on M- McCall. Like, who's our worst receiver that's going to line up on on Sunday? But probably Marcus Kemp. I would love to see Marcus Kemp destroy Stephen Nelson all game. Because if Tyreek Hill plays Stephen Nelson, then it's just yeah. going to be a barren. If you could just line Marcus Kemp one-on-one at Stephen Nelson and let Marcus Kemp beat him like three or four times, then that, that would make my day. I will drink happily on Sunday night. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, hmm, now then. I, I For the Eagles, I think... Tight end is going to be the key area for them in this game. Yeah. And isn't it funny how we always say like that bad quarterbacks, their best friends always tight end. So yeah. And then (laughs) we talk about a bad quarterback. Oh yeah. The the one to watch them as the tight end is because bad quarterbacks can only throw over the middle. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm just going to go with that. Why not? Let's just go with that. I'm going to go with uh, Dallas Gordett. Not Zach Um, Probably not Zach Hurts. No, I'm going to go with Gord at this time, I think. Okay. Good name. Good name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I don't, I, I, Honestly, this is the most unprepared I've ever been for any preview show <laughs> we've done in how many years? Like, because uh, I'm still slightly, I'm still slightly hungover. I've had like the busiest day at work. And then you said, oh, we need to record now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I've had no time gone. to look at any of the Eagles players. <laughs> like, I was Googling their result like, 
two minutes before I come on, on air. All right. Another one to watch. Sewer or Petter? Why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Analysis. Oh, car crash, car crash podcasting from Tom and Brad right here. Here we go. And this turns to right, well, I'm going for yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going for the Patrick Mahomes on this. Um, this, this guy, he plays quarterback for the Chiefs. Pretty good, you yeah. might know him. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go for him. He's going to want a bounce back game. He, why Andy Reid might not want to run up the score, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes absolutely will. And he's going to come out firing and, um, yeah, pick on some of those uh, lesser known Eagles defenders and, uh, yeah, show the world once again that he is the best quarterback in the in the league. I've actually gone Travis Kelsey. I've gone tight ends double this week. Oh wow. Is that because I said Travis that my quarterbacks can only throw across the middle to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think uh I think in times of need, in desperate need, the Chiefs need Travis Kelsey. And he's gonna get his cape on and he's gonna make sure that we come away with the big win on this one. Uh should we uh make our predictions? Let's do this. Let's end this before people turn off. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the Chiefs will win. I think the Chiefs will comfortably win comfortably. I think yep. the defense probably plays a little bit better than has been in previous weeks. Not just because of themselves, but because the Eagles' offense really doesn't have that much to offer. So I, I'm going to say the Chiefs get to 38 points, and I'm going to say that the Eagles probably score 17. I think it will be. I think it will be a bit of a blowout. Like the Chiefs are seven-point favourites, so I probably should go closer to that number because they're just bad at covering the spread right now. But yeah, um, yeah no, I'm going to say this is the the week that Chiefs do dominate a team finally on the road in Philly. Andy wrote Andy Reid returning home, feeling much healthier than he was last week. 38-17 Chiefs. 38-17, good scoreline. I've gone all in on this. I've gone 51-27 Chiefs. Wow. Statement game. Uh, I've gone for the 27 because I think that is just under 30. So um, <laughs> it means that the Chiefs have done something brilliantly on defensive side where they've kept the team under 30 this time. Excellent. So uh, I've gone with that one. So it's another plus point, another positive. But also <laughs> the other positive is 51 points. That's what I've gone for. Get the uh, offensive uh, average up and get the defensive average down. It's all, it's exactly. all, it's all good. It's all good. Exactly. It's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, right. Okay. That's all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. It sounds like we're drunk in this one, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, you can listen to the Great British Chief Show every Wednesday during the 2021 season. Remember, you can also listen to more Chiefs-related content here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, which can be heard on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.